Good morning, first of all. Today we talk about gentleness, another one of the fruits in our series from Weepers to Leapers. Now, if you haven't been here in weeks past, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit and how being connected to Christ will produce those fruits in our actions and our lives. Now, let's read the fruits here in our slide. But the joy of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But for today, we talk about gentleness. Or as you might remember in your childhood Bibles, it's meekness. I think gentleness is a rather recent translational move. Um, so they're interchangeable for today. And even Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. But can you imagine the meek actually coming to claim it? Hey everyone, it's us, the meek. Just letting you know that we're ready for the earth whenever you guys are done with it. I mean, that is, if you're done with it. You know what, we, we shouldn't have said anything. Never mind, we're, we're sorry, forget about it. How's that gonna work? And how does Jesus imagine that happens? What does he mean when he talks about the meek and what's the big idea? Now, in order to understand this meekness, we have to look at two ways of behaving in life. The other one, uh, the first one, is how we look at meek in modern times and how meekness kind of translates to a weakness in life. When we think of the meek, we think of people who have no backbone, who are sorry for themselves, who are non-confrontational, people whom life passes by because they're too afraid to stand up for themselves. Is that what Christ is calling us to do? Does he want us to throw pity parties for ourselves? Does Christ want me to walk into Pastor Steve's office in the morning and say, hey, Pastor Steve, how are you? And then Pastor Steve will say, you know what? I'm not that great of a pastor or husband or father. I do a pretty mediocre job at most things, so it's okay. Also, I'm gonna need you to preach this Sunday, but only if you're comfortable with it. And then I'll say, you know what? I'm a pretty bad vicar too. The people seem to think I'm all right, but they don't fool me. And yeah, I can preach. I'd never say no to you. And then we'd give each other a sad hug and shed a lonesome tear, thinking that our misery somehow pleases God. But that's not what Jesus wants from us. He doesn't want us to be sorrowful people who put each other down all the time. Right? Think about it. Out of all creation, God made us and called us very good. And we were beautifully made in his image. Now, why would he want us to tear down something that he finds so beautiful? By thinking that we have no worth. Well, he doesn't, and that's not what meekness is. Now, if you look at the polar opposite of the spectrum on how to behave in life, you find something that's becoming more and more acceptable in society. Now, this is the kind of person that does whatever it takes to get to the top. From birth till death, they just power their way through life, stepping over people, taking what they think they should have, just steamrolling everybody. And once they get to the top, nobody is worthy of their love, of their attention, of their resources, none of that. They're just human bulldozers. Don't do that either, right? Don't be the weak kind of meek, but don't be the overpowering kind of weak. We're not supposed to be doormats. Now, I don't know about you, but if I compare myself to a doormat, I can't grow facial hair that well, so I'm not as scruffy. I also don't have welcome home printed over my forehead. 
So I'm not a doormat. So it would make no sense for me to act like one and let people walk all over me. But then again, I'm not a bulldozer either because my heart doesn't pump diesel and my bones aren't made of high tensile steel. So it would make no sense for me to plow over people my entire life as well. Now you might be asking, Vicar, if we can't act this way and we can't act that way, isn't there some sort of a healthy medium that we can use as a guideline for life? Good question, congregation, and yes, there is. If we're gonna find a healthy balance in anything in life, it is only in Christ that we do so. Now, do we look like Jesus? No, he was probably a little more tan than all of us, but we were made in his image, which means it makes perfect sense for us to act like Jesus, to strive in our lives to make him an example in our actions. But I'll talk more on that a little later. First, let's talk about the word meekness. Instead of meaning weakness, as we think today, if we look at the Greek text, we actually get a word that translates to power under control. And it's used from an even older Greek word that conveys the breaking of a horse. Now we think of all that size, all that power, and all that strength that a horse has. And to train it, to control it, to not burst out in power in fits of rage or passion or joy or anything like that to have all that power under control. It's almost like Bruce Banner finally found a way to contain the Incredible Hulk without lashing out. Now, whether we know it or not, all of us have been given some sort of power or authority by God in our lives. Mankind as a whole has been given dominion over planet Earth. Parents, you have power over your children as you raise them. And wives, this might come as a surprise, but you do wield quite the amount of power over your husbands. Now here is where meekness comes into play. It's to have that power and to use it properly and controlled. Not to assume that that power places you above anybody else. And to be gentle and respectful with it. So mankind shouldn't be running the earth into the ground. Parents shouldn't abuse their right to raise children and they should raise them properly so that they know the love of Christ as they grow up. And wives and husbands submit mutually unto one another in love. Don't use your power over people. Don't think it makes you better than anybody else. Do not seek revenge. Do not be angry. Be patient. That is what meekness is. And again, if we're gonna find that balance, it's going to be in Christ. If we look at his life and death, we can see that. He came to earth, and he was rejected by the very people that he came to save. Now, Christ is very God. He is all-powerful. And yet, he endured humiliation, torture, and horrific death. At any point in time, Christ could have said, hey, you know what, guys? I'm not really feeling this. I'll see you later. But he didn't. In fact, when Pontius Pilate came to him during his interrogation, he said, do you not know who I am? I have the power to decide over your life and your death. And Jesus responds to him, any power that you think you have has been given to you by my Father in heaven. He's saying, listen, buddy, I don't know who you, if you know who I am, or if you know what power I have, 
to choose over my own life and death. And he did because Christ had all the power of heaven and earth. He is God. But he controlled that power. He endured his suffering and his trial and his death. He was patient because he knew the will of the Father. And rather than using his power to escape or avoid death, he waited and he used it to overcome death itself. The ultimate gesture of humility and meekness. He humbled himself so much that he became man and he was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. And even though he was very God, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped or used for his advantage. Another great example that I like is all the way back in Genesis, when we look at Joseph. Joseph, being his father's favorite, was resented by his brothers. And he was sold into slavery, and they faked his death. And as he ended up in Egypt through his gifts and his talents, he rose to power and status and authority. And then when there was a shortage, a famine, his brothers came back to him, and they recognized who he was. And they said, Joseph, we are your slaves. Punish us as you see fit. And he told them, am I in the place of God? He said, what business do I have to act revenge on you, to use my power over you? Is justice and judgment not something that is reserved for God himself? You are my brothers and we are equals. Come to me, he said. Another amazing gesture of meekness. So then how does gentleness look? in our lives. There are several things it doesn't look like. When we talk about the less fortunate or the homeless, do you start talking about how they're lazy or how if they would have worked as hard as you, they would have had the great life that you have? Well, you shouldn't be because you're no greater than them and God doesn't love you anymore. Gentleness and meekness leave no room for arrogance. When you talk to your non-Christian friends, are you so passionate and loving that you suffocate them by force-feeding them the gospel? Don't. Even Paul says, be ready to make a defense in gentleness and respect when people question your faith. I don't know if you all remember this book, Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck, but in it, there's Lenny. Lenny's the bigger guy out of the two. And he receives a puppy, and he loves it so much that he hugs it so tightly that it dies. Don't be that person. Be gentle. Be respectful. Be patient and trust God to do his work among his people. Are you a person who seeks revenge quickly? Somebody who's quick to stiff a waiter on a tip because the kitchen was a little slow that day? Are you somebody who takes frustration from their employer out on their employees? Don't be. Be gentle, be meek. Do not consider yourself higher than anybody else or more important because of the power that you have been given. Now I understand that being meek and gentle is burdensome. It takes effort. 
always being gentle. Because after all, the hardest person to fight, the hardest person to restrain, is always going to be yourself. And it is exhausting. And Christ knows that. And so he says in our gospel reading, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we don't find rest in lashing out or using our power or authority ineffectively. Lashing out in cruelty is only for the weak. But gentleness and meekness are only expected from those who are truly strong. So stride through life in gentleness, and your rest awaits you in Christ when you make it home. Will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gentleness that you have shown us in your Son, Christ. Help us be meek, help us be gentle, considering ourselves equal to all other people. Help us to use the power that we have been given by you, our authority, for the benefit of those around us, rather than stepping on them to get to where we want to be. Keep us in the remembrance that you have showed us the ultimate humility in your becoming human, in your death, and in your resurrection as you have overcome death to redeem mankind. Give us your spirit so that that gentleness may permeate our lives and our words and our actions, now and for the rest of our days. Amen.